Do you remember when Marvel movies were literally just popcorn flicks? Like you could just kind of look up what's showing at your local theater for uh, the weekend and just hop out on, oh, Ant-Man's playing tonight. I'm going to go check that out. It's got Paul Rudd. Why not? You know, it's going to be fun. I miss that Marvel charm, dude. I, you know, I miss showing up to an MCU movie, feeling like it was an event, like a team event. Oh, yeah. But now it's starting to feel a little bit more like homework. It is. It is. And so when Morgan said that she wanted to go see Guardians 3 with me, uh, I said, sure. And I did what any logical person would do uh, when they're about to go see an MCU movie, which is look up what I need to watch beforehand to know the story of this movie. And I'm going to give you an over-under of 12 hours of content to watch um, according to my first search result. Easily over. Like 13 and a half. Uh, it's actually a close. It's 12 and a half hours, and it is over. Um, wow. You need to watch Guardians 1, obviously, and Guardians 2, which I did not realize Guardians 2 came out six years ago. Holy cow. That is a long damn time, dude. Um, oh my gosh. Then you need to watch Infinity War, Endgame, okay. Okay. Thor, Love and Thunder, and the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. Oh my gosh, give me a break. <laughs> dude, no, I'm not going to lie. I'm glad I watched that because I think I would have been kind of lost on some of these characters. Okay, well, I think I might have. Is that Space Dog in yeah. the special? Yeah, Cosmo played by Maria Bacalo. <laughs> yeah. Okay. What is she doing in well, this movie? Um should have done my homework. Yeah, this is and to point this out too, Guardians is like kind of the side characters of the MCU. Like they aren't as intertwined as really any other character, right? Exactly what made them special from the jump. Yeah. So I don't know if I'm willing to do any more homework for Marvel movies going forward. Uh, but before we go into more depth about this movie, do you want to dive in with uh, what you watched this week? Absolutely. So, quiet week for me. I uh, look two theater experiences with a long work week. That that's a lot. That's a lot to ask of me, and I managed to to pull something off. So, aside from Guardians, I did also get a chance to see Evil Dead Rise. There will be a more intricate story next week that I was breaking down to Steve, but uh, for now, Evil Dead, what a really fun time. Uh, Nothing that really moved the needle for me. I would say it's probably still my least favorite of the Evil Dead movies, but easy to smile, easy to laugh, you know, I don't know. I I had a good time. It was 90 minutes, got in, got out, you know. It's, it's, that's all it's meant for, right? Exactly. Exactly. So, did its job. And then, after that, I didn't get to watch any more movies, but my cousin sent me an Instagram meme. Not really a meme, but I've seen it, like, at least for the last four years of, oh, man, you know, how dare Disney post these pictures of John Boyega with the blue lightsaber marketing The Force Awakens and then make him a side character for the next two movies. I agree, and it took me down a rabbit hole of a little Star Wars Episode Nine rewrite that I did during COVID, like lockdown. Do you remember that, dude? Yeah, yeah, I helped you out with that a little bit. Oh yeah, oh yeah, I'd send you like every like ten pages, get get a couple notes from Steve. Uh, For everyone listening, I cooked up. I think it's like seventy something pages, and it's a complete rewrite of Episode Nine. And yes. Finn becomes a Jedi. He becomes in tune with the Force. Um, a, a crazy rework that I feel like deserves its own pod at some point. Steve, yeah. do you do you concur? Please, dude. I'm maybe next May the Fourth. <laughs> I'm so down. I I miss writing it. I it, part of me wants to go back and like fine tune all the little story beats. It again, the the revisit was a lot of fun. Yeah. No, that's awesome. I'd I'd love to. Maybe I should reread that too. Yeah, it wasn't a movie. Uh, it, it wasn't a movie that I got to touch back or uh, to watch this week, but it, it was a good read. Nice. Yeah. All right, you ready? You ready for this? So, I'm gonna set the over under at uh, seven and a half this week. And keep in mind, I was with Morgan from Wednesday, and I dropped her off uh, earlier today. Okay. What's the line? Seven and a half. 
I feel like you're trying to do a little reverse psychology. Oh, with Morgan, half the week, you know, surely he hasn't seen eight movies. But maybe that's what you want me to think. I'm going under. Under? Yep. It's actually over. I watched ten movies this week. How do you do it? How do you do it? <laughs> oh, dude, it was it was a good one too. I watched a lot of great movies. Um, I started off with Prometheus, and this was because I listened to the rewatchables on Alien, and that kind of finally spurred me into revisiting Alien itself, which I did uh, yesterday. Uh, the director's cut up, which I think is miles better than the original. Um, I've heard that it's shorter, right? It is, yeah. So he cuts out a lot of the boring parts of Alien, and I don't know. I I thought it was really fascinating to see that. I genuinely, one of my worst takes is probably that Alien, the theatrical cut, is not a great movie. I did not really enjoy it at all. I thoroughly enjoyed the director's cut. Okay, cool, cool. Talk about a horrible take on my front. Now, I'm guessing that I completely disagree with myself you know, five, six, maybe even seven years later. But mm. when Life came out in 2017, oh, I was yeah. like, dude, I like this shit better than Alien. Wow. Swear to God. That's, yep. that's an odd take. Oh, it's a bad take. But talk about a fun theater experience. That's one I'll never forget for zero reason. But that that was a good one. I respect it. Um, so, yeah, watch Prometheus and Alien, the director's cut, and then caught guardians of the galaxy the holiday special which i mentioned before which is you mentioned a cameo from kevin bacon that is not a cameo the entire movie revolves around drax and mantis going down to earth and getting kevin bacon as a christmas present for peter can you tell i did not want to spend you know an hour hour and a half watching the christmas special yeah no i'm it's only 45 minutes which was nice but it was a wasted 45 minutes i think i gave it like a one out of five so another another project from disney yeah then i uh did go catch guardians 3 obviously we will be talking more about that i exposed morgan to malignant which i don't know do we agree on this one do you like it Uh -uh. uh-uh um it's not that i don't like it i just the twist didn't like knock my socks off the same way it did for you it's bone chilling but the over the top action in the third act was not my cup of tea i think it Fair was enough. for you yeah no I, it wasn't the twist for me it was that over the top action i love that the um is it wanda sykes in this movie yelling get the national king car <laughs> yeah uh-huh. <laughs> that's awesome yeah, um good time she liked it she liked it a lot she did make me follow her downstairs at like two in the morning to do laundry with her because she was scared after it so it's always a good sign for a horror movie good deal okay moved on to the menu which i mean you know this is good nicholas holt terrible um yeah nothing not much to say about it ralph Fiennes should get more work though i will say that um wait we got it we got to talk about this how do we how do you say this guy's name? I, I've heard Ray Fines, I've heard Ralph Fines, I've heard Ralph Fiennes. I have I have heard the whole shebang. I just don't know what it is. I'm I'm not quite sure either. I always have just said Ralph Fiennes. Alright, well I've been saying Ray Fines for like five years, so if it's not right, I'm gonna need a fact check at some point. Oh well. Uh then you'd be proud of me. I exposed Morgan to one of the best movies of this century, which is Man of Steel nice nice (laughs) she liked it uh we were just doing a puzzle together and watching this like kind of in the background and she really enjoyed it i was i was glad top five superhero movie ever oh absolutely absolutely best take on superman in my opinion oh i love it there we go something to agree on uh then i watched the american version of pulse or caro which i showed you the last time we were together and um or i showed you the japanese original version the last time we were together the american version is terrible i could not make it through um this is Kristen bell and uh ian Sommerholder. it's just oh, okay completely incoherent uh i believe craven when he said that he doesn't even recognize this movie after he made it because there's no talent there at all um then last night I watched Drive with Amr, AJ, and Morgan. 
Where is this in your Sigma movie ranking list? Dude, it's top three. It's so good. It's so good. Morgan really enjoyed Amr and I uh, just singing Night Call to each other as those opening credits rolled out. <laughs> it's Dude, it's an all-timer. My, my cousin, who has become quite the Sigma in the last you know year and a half, has a gym playlist of all of those songs and in like the first three is night call that's awesome yeah it's a it's a grind fest going to the gym with him god um and then last movie of the week rounded it off with uh one that i just finished about two minutes ago before hopping on this pod iron man Ooh. okay so for those that are listening steve i would argue is not the biggest mcu truther so i'm curious to see what he thinks I actually loved it. Um, the nostalgia beats hit for me because I did watch it. The first time I watched this movie was when my sister's uh, boyfriend pirated it and gave us like a copy DVD that was unlabeled. Um, <laughs> nice. And it was awesome. Um, revisiting, this is a movie that's not made for kids. And I think that's kind of what really, like there are funny moments, but they're, in today's MCU, I don't think you ever get a moment of a soldier asking Tony Stark, is it true that you went 12 for 12 with the Maxim cover models? <laughs> no shot, dude. No shot. It, it's not even just that. I mean, of course, like the jokes, the screenplay, some of the story beats, but um, I would even argue the quality of the, the CGI and the mix with practical effects. It just it it stood out then and it still stands out now maybe that's because the the quality is getting less and lesser but yeah i always come back and and think fondly of this movie no it's it's a good one genuinely like top three mcu i would say for me not for me but i respect the take all right um so speaking of not top three mcu movies uh do you want (laughs) to kick us off here with your guardians of the galaxy three theater experience absolutely um so i just want to preface before i you know complain about this movie which i do have my complaints this was a very awesome theater experience so i saw this at the avalon again this is the theater with the shining or the shooting star um ceiling it's just gorgeous it's an atmospheric theater there and it has an imax screen which Oddly enough, the majority of this movie is shot in IMAX, and it's fucking gorgeous, man. It was the perfect theater to go see this at. Perfect crowd, a lot of families, and I'm okay with that for MCU movies because people laugh at all the corny jokes, makes you smile. I love seeing like the younger kids, you know, laughing at all the right beats for them. Makes it takes me back a little bit. I will say real quick, I want to interject. Is this good? For- kids no but we'll get there okay. we'll get there okay. but there i feel like there were a lot of like kid jokes i mean yeah. there's mantis and drax that are just the the perfect kid you know comedic yeah. relief but yeah let's we'll, let's get into it later <laughs> yeah I, I definitely have my my comments but i will say one thing as i've grown numb to the mcu over the last few years i'm i'm sitting through you know the first post credit scene and after it stopped, I'm thinking, you know what, what, what am I doing here? I don't care. I'll just, uh, if, I re- if I really find out it's something great, I'll look it up on YouTube. Yeah. So I'm leaving the theater, mm-hmm. and not a single other person got up. And I had, like, all the heads just Jesus. turned looking at me like, Has this that- guy never seen a Marvel movie before? <laughs> right, right. I felt, and I'm standing, walking out, I'm thinking, is this what it's like to escape the Matrix? I yes. It- yeah, I, I've made it out. I, I've saved myself. Do you know what happens in that uh, post-credit scene? The end credit scene? Yeah. No, but drop a spoiler warning. This movie came out like six hours ago. Yeah, okay. Uh, quick spoiler warning then. Um, it just shows Peter like having breakfast with his grandpa, and then it flashes on the screen, Star-Lord will return. Oh my god god oh my god and trust me that is going to be a point of contention when we get to spoilers and some of my dislikes with this movie oh yeah but okay i don't want to do spoilers for a little bit i 
I can talk about my experience without spoilers for a little bit. Can you yeah. do the same? Yeah, yeah. I have like a little kind of overall thoughts that I want to give uh, that are spoiler free before jumping into a more deep dive discussion. But can I kick us into my theater experience real quick? I'm waiting for it. All right. So this has been an episode of over-unders. I've already hit you with two. Um, <laughs> I think I'm, am I over two? No, uh, yeah. No, no, you, you're one for two. You're okay. one for two. Okay. Um, so we went on opening Thursday night at 7.30 p.m., prime time for moviegoers, at Morgan's Hometown Theater. Over or under 10 people there? Gosh, 10. What a weird line. What time did you see it? 7.30, Thursday night. I mean... Any normal person would say over, but I feel like it's under. Besides us, there were only four other people in that. That is crazy. (laughs) That is crazy. Even for Guardians. I mean, I'm sure like Marvel's, you know, kind of on its way out, but I feel like this movie is highly anticipated. This wasn't even that bad theater in Bloomington Normal that I usually talk about, too. It's from Morgan's hometown. Damn. So was it like quiet the whole time? What were the other, like, you know, fans like? Uh, there were two dudes, like, probably mid-40s in there together, and you could tell it's just, like, me and you in 30 years, um, (laughs) 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 who were just, like, sitting there kind of making fun of it the whole time. Morgan and I were pretty much doing the same, and then there was a dad with his kid up in, like, the front row for some reason, so. Oh, boy. Uh, yeah, it was, it was uneventful, but if you don't mind, then I'll just transition into my kind of overall thoughts. Yeah, I, I've been dying to hear this. I feel like we're on the same page, but I'd like to hear the details. Yeah, uh, I think I think we're pretty much on the same page, too. First thing that struck me is when I was walking in, Morgan told me this is two and a half hours long. That is far too long <laughs> for this movie. Um, yeah. We got into a little runtime discussion last week. This is, maybe you're right, there needs to be a course correct. <laughs> Dude. Because, yeah, this is absurd. Holy cow. And you feel the two and a half hours. It's one thing if it justifies its existence. This does not. I agree. And um, just in general, this Guardians movie, despite having probably the most creative control, still felt more Disney to me than the other Guardians did. Interesting. What do you think? I, I feel like my answer to that jumps into spoiler spoiler territory i felt up until honestly the last like five six minutes i felt that it was gun doing gun's thing and then the ending was mickey mouse putting his paws all over the future of this franchise and of the mcu but i i I don't i don't i'd like to hear this what in what way do you feel it was disney-fied just I I I think I'd rather save that for the kind of spoiler free or spoiler in depth discussion if that's Great. all right. No, no, cool. All right, keep it rolling. Um generally though, I was pretty unimpressed. Uh I agree with a lot of the points in Chris Stuckman and Jeremy Johns review videos on them. Did you watch those? I did, yes. Yeah. Um and we kind of mentioned that this isn't really for kids. I felt that it was the humor in it felt like it was made for like that kind of six to ten age group, and a lot of the plot points are a lot darker than most MCU films. Like maybe could even warrant an R rating at some points. Oh yeah, there's there's some uh, there's some gore, you know, a little first f bomb, first f bomb in the MCU. That that got a crazy crowd reaction. That I that made me it. smile. That was a good one. Um. Yeah, though, uh, I, I can't believe this is a 4.2 out of 5 average on Letterboxd. That is crazy to me. And this, in general, reminded me a lot of The Last Jedi. Okay, well, you know, you know, you and I disagree heavily on The Last Jedi. I happen to love it. It is top three Star Wars for me. So yeah. I need, you're going gonna, gonna, gonna to need to explain this in non-Tyler words. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, it felt like it was trying to break the norms of the mcu but kind of failed in doing so to me 
Um, there is also a scene in this that is very reminiscent of a scene in The Last Jedi, which I'm sure you know. Ah, oh, man, don't spoil it. Just bring it. Just we'll talk about it later. All right, draw a right. blank. Um, and then a quick question for you: That is, I, I put this in our non-spoiler part. Do you think there are too many needle drops in this movie? Hmm. Explain that. I'm being a meatball right now. Like, not music drops, right? Kind of. Yeah. Like, I looked at the Spotify playlist for this movie. It's like three hours long. I think I kind of got sick of gun kind of more relying on the music to bring the emotion into the scenes rather than just building the emotion himself i guess there was to me noticeably many more all right this is a moment let's play this song right now moments in this movie than there were in the other guardians i suppose you're right i feel like i don't know if that's the case in the way i see it i think that it's become such a staple, at least in the fans' minds. Like, oh, we're yeah. getting it, we're getting a sweet nostalgic soundtrack, <laughs> and maybe he felt that that's what was needed. Yeah, I, did, I didn't notice it being too overabundant, and there were a couple song choices that I happened to like. Okay, um, but I, I could see where you're coming from, but I'm yeah. gonna, I'm gonna lean no. Okay, it could just be me on this too. It just kind of at at one point in the movie, I was like geez another song that's just like let's let's let this movie be its movie um i will say too weird choice to start the movie on an acoustic version of creep by radiohead oh my gosh yeah not a fan um yeah not not a fan and the opening was a a little bit bizarre for me and then we'll we'll break that down in spoiler territory yeah do you want to give your overall thoughts here? Because I think that's all I have for spoiler free. Yeah, and I'll speed run through this. It's very simple. So I've got it broken down by what I liked and what I disliked. And I'm all over the place with this movie. Similar to you, I don't understand to a sense why it's getting a 4.2 out of 5. Yeah. Um, again, like I had a good time, but there are a lot of flaws with this movie. It's not mm-hmm. perfect. Um, but I will say I think this is easily the best looking mcu movie and i think it's one of the best looking comic book movies maybe because i saw it in imax but the color schemes the cinematography the the action choreography everything just looked gorgeous you know 99.8 percent of the time so big fan of that gun style with the camera with again like the colors and all that love it i happen to like the music choices but i understand the the overabundance comment i just i'm a fan and i think it's a staple of the guardian movies fair when it went dark and you mentioned this it didn't shy away and mm-hmm. there are several moments where they could have but they leave the camera in frame or maybe out of frame for some some moments but you feel a lot of this brutality um, yeah. a lot of the violence really like that but at the same time, there are a lot of awesome, heartfelt moments that we're accustomed to seeing with these movies. There were a couple times where I caught myself about to get choked up. Oh, a couple boy. times where, you know, it was tugging at the heartstrings a little bit. And that always makes me smile. As I mentioned before, action was great. There are at least three notable action sequences that I loved. One that I wasn't a big fan of. There is, and this isn't a spoiler, it happens in the first like five minutes, but there is oh, a yeah. fight between adam warlock and one of the guardians and it reminded me of raimi 3 where mcguire and james franco are doing like the cgi like yeah vertical like fight down the skyscraper do you know what i'm talking about yeah no i i know exactly what you mean that's yeah. that's a good comp i i couldn't help but laugh during that but everything else i really liked okay um one last like but also dislike as I mentioned before, I felt like James Gunn was given free reign on this movie. He was allowed to make his final Guardians movie. Good for him. Great. Yeah. I think that kind of created some of my issues. I think mm. that if he had been pulled back a little bit, it could have been tightened up. I felt like the pacing was a little bit off. We mentioned that this movie's way too long, and you yeah. feel the length. I feel like it takes a really long time for the movie to get in motion. Felt myself snoozing a little bit 
mm-hmm. the first act. Um, there is, and this isn't a spoiler. I, I'll I'll tread carefully, but I couldn't get behind the way they treated Rocket in this movie. I, really. I am okay. I enjoyed the backstory. That stuff mm-hmm. is fine, and it was moving at times, actually. But what they did with Rocket in the present throughout the story, like where he is in the first act, where he is in the second act, and what happens in the third act, all three of those, I just it rubbed me the wrong way. I didn't feel like it was the way that character should have, um, I guess, progressed. Interesting. Yeah, wasn't wasn't a fan. I couldn't get behind it. But I get why people do. Um, yeah. two characters that I'm iffy about Adam Warlock it didn't really bother me but I understand it I mean it's just cheesy Disney Adam yeah, yeah, Warlock yeah. why waste Warlock with him being goofy Will Poulter <laughs> I don't know but I could not stand the high evolutionary or whatever his name was Yeah, this is it's not as a character I don't have an issue with the character it's the actor. This is the most over-the-top performance I've seen in a while and not in a good way. He just yells all the time. Yeah. And I don't know if my theater was that loud or something, but I caught myself plugging my ears. It was just annoying. In in our um, spoiler discussion, I do have a point in here. Is the High Evolutionary a bottom five Marvel villain or no? Oh, man. Because he essentially is just Sid from Toy Story, like, 20 years later. Right? Literally. Literally. <laughs> um, yeah. A weak villain. And yeah. there have been weaker villains in terms of motivations. But right. not only is this a weak character, he's also annoying. He is. And he's got way too much screen time. So that that bothered me. My final point of contention, without spoiling I have an issue with the ending. The the final scene, it's it's charming, but mm-hmm. there's a moment prior to this that felt completely out completely out of left field for what we had just watched for the last two hours, and I couldn't get behind it. It felt so Disney-fied. It felt corporate, and it really pissed me off. And it, right. it, it I was having such a good time in the third act, and then there's this like like bummer moment. And I'm like, God damn it. I, this makes no sense to me. <laughs> I actually can't wait to hear what that moment is for you. Okay. Um, is that all your spoiler-free thoughts? All of it. I'm done. All right. So I I kind of wanted to approach this movie a little bit of a different way because there's a lot of plot points throughout this. And I thought it would be nice to do kind of going beat by beat through this and talking about some of the things we like and some of the things we didn't like that James Gunn did in this movie. What do you think? Sure. Let's let's run the gauntlet. What do you got? So we open up with Rocket basically being just hurt very badly by right. Adam All Warlock. Right. We're dialing in. For everyone listening, we are, we are probably going to get into some spoiler territory. Oh, absolutely so, we are. Fair warning. Um... So Rocket gets hurt and needs to basically be helped, and we kind of start this descent into Rocket's past. But the real thing I wanted to talk about with this opening is Adam Warlock, because I never really got any clear sense of his motives throughout this entire movie. It kind of felt like he was there as just like an added barrier uh, to our heroes. And I don't... I don't think that i can actually name a character trait that he has there is none and again they made this overpowered superman like character a spoof they made him kid like oh he's been taken out of his incubation early and (laughs) all that like made excuses for it but i feel like this movie works way better without the adam warlock stuff you don't need him at all and the only reason he's in this movie is because they teased him at the end of Guardians 2. And that's right. the MCU thing where, oh, we got to connect everything. Hey, James, um, this script's awesome, but you're forgetting Adam Warlock. <laughs> ah, well, shit. Okay, well... Uh, Get me he, eyebrows. The, yeah. <laughs> he, he's... <laughs> oh, my gosh. He's... <laughs> He's the he's the bounty hunter now. 
but yeah, why 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 make Superman just a bounty hunter? It just yeah. it felt weird. It felt it weird. did. Also, weirdly out of place Elizabeth Debicki performance. Right? I think. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't. I don't know if I've seen her since Tenet. I thought she was great in that. Um, but this was pretty bad. I thought. Yeah, over the top. I mean, I don't know when the last time you you revisited Volume Two, but her performance is, I think, intentionally cheesy. Okay. It wasn't. It didn't bother me as much as, let's say, High Evolutionary. Fair enough. But let's let's dive into the the brutal ass kicking that Warlock lays on the Guardians. <laughs> I just. What are your thoughts on this? Because as it was happening, you know, normally I would like my expectations to be subverted. Oh, the Guardians are getting their ass asses kicked. Mantis, yeah. you know, her gets her arm broken. Nebula's getting the shit kicked out of her. Rocket's on his deathbed. Right. Um, this is interesting, at the very least. I think I could get behind some change. And then the Disney moment of everyone getting repaired, except for Rocket, right. of course. How were you feeling during this moment? I couldn't decide if I was rolling my eyes or intrigued. I'm not going to lie. Um, first five minutes, we had run out of our drinks because this this theater we were at played 30 minutes of uh, trailers. Oh, man. And um, I saw it was a CGI fight happening. I was like, all right, I'm going to come back and nothing's going to have changed. So I just left, got drinks, came back, and I was fine. And that's, I think that's the problem then. Is <laughs> there was a lot of damage. Yeah. Um, Drax got his ass kicked. Mantis got her ass kicked. Nebula too. Yeah, when I drunk. walked back in, real quick, when I walked back in, Nebula was just like cracking her neck back into place, and I was like, oh, so I was right. <laughs> so I don't know if you were back in the theater for this, but I legitimately laughed when Mantis had her arm just crunched, and they just slap a med pack on her. And it fixes her arm within two seconds. I'm like, oh my! Did that God. seriously happen? I swear to God, I, wow. you can't make it up. But the better most... or worse, better or worse than Ray's force heal. <laughs> <laughs> Not nearly as bad. Okay. Like I, I, I understood why they had to do that so that they could use it later for mm-hmm. Rocket. So I'm, I'm fine. There was a good okay. excuse. Um, but for me, man, like I said, that I had an issue with doing what they did to Rocket. He is sidelined throughout this whole movie, and they replace it with his backstory, and I get it. It's heartwarming, but Rocket's banter and his connection to the rest of the Guardians, I feel like he's the linchpin, and keeping him on the sidelines yeah. did not work for me, especially in the last, like, hoorah for this side, or for this crew. I just, I had a real issue with it. Yeah, that's, I think that's really fair. I think it really sidelined Groot the most actually that too um just because like him and rocket are those best friends in the group i see what you mean because a lot of people have been calling this rockets movie and well we do get those flashes of his past which is the next thing i want to dive into he is like you said sidelined uh in real time for almost the entire thing uh so for rockets past what did you think of that backstory I'm torn, man. Like, all of the emotional beats that were supposed to hit, they hit for me. Like, I, I felt bad for Rocket, and they played really into the the violent nature of his past. Or not, yeah. not his past, but of his origin story and how brutal it was. And I respected that they went that route. Um, Yeah, more of my issues are with present rocket i i enjoyed this backstory i'm just not sure it was meant for the finale of this crew if that Mm. makes sense yeah i i get that um i did want to touch on the storytelling aspect of this because something that i hadn't really thought about until i watched duckman's review is when we start seeing rocket's past it's like he's in the room and we kind of get that sense like stuckman says that we're seeing what he's thinking in there um but then there are times where it's like he's nowhere around and then we just kind of flash back to him yeah i they have it was just poorly executed maybe that was an editing issue Um, maybe and i real quick sorry i also think that maybe this can work just as well if rocket's just reminded of these things while he's still alive 
with without question. Yeah. I think they just didn't know or didn't want him to encounter the high evolutionary character until the end. Mm-hmm. But I agree. These flashback moments, they work all the same if Rocket's alive. I, I suppose, you know, he's usually very coy and quiet about his past. So maybe that this is why they wanted to unravel it this way. Yeah. But like the payoffs hit for his character at the end. I was just frustrated that they spent the entire movie saving him and he may die and then he doesn't and he's mm-hmm. just ready to roll, ready to kick ass within yeah. 2 minutes. Yeah. That 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 just it bothered me a little. It felt off-putting. Yeah. The last thing I really wanted to touch on in this backstory is what do you think about the otter, the walrus and the bunny? Hmm. Why are they there? Yeah. Why to sell toys. There? Yes. That's the answer. <laughs> oh my god, you're so right. I Oh man, Mickey Mouse. It's yeah. always something with you, isn't it? Morgan was like bawling when uh <laughs> the otter Lila got killed. And... Jump, jump scare, man. It got me. Oh, really? Oh yeah. I kind of knew I kind of knew it was coming, but eh, cuz uh... I was like, "Ah, oh, if she was alive, there's no way that she's not like hanging around Rocket still, right?" Right. Hey, you know, speaking of that moment, it kind of mm-hmm. reminded me. Other thing, we never seem to talk about it when it comes to these Guardians movies. I thought Bradley Cooper was great as Rocket. He was. Yeah, and the the scene that reminded me of that was those screams. They felt painful. Like, I felt Rocket's yeah. pain in those moments. Um, it, yeah, it was gut-wrenching. I, I thought the backstory was done well. I'm just not sure it was for me. Do you know if uh, Bradley Cooper voiced tiny little rocket i i can't say with 100 percent certainty but i'm gonna go on a whim and say yes because they've had vin diesel you know for a mm-hmm. hundred million dollar deals being baby groot I, right. I think this is probably bradley cooper as well <laughs> all right um is there anything else you want to say about rocket's backstory no i i said my piece okay then the next uh, piece of this movie is the Orgocorp invasion, which is a weird, like, kind of space station made of flesh, basically. Mm, yep, yep, The like the goo planet. Yeah, yeah. This is probably the best sequence in the movie for me, um, and it wasn't necessarily that, like, wowing, um, in my opinion. I think the corridor scene is getting a lot of attention. That was nice, but it doesn't last that long. It's what do you think it is? Like a a minute, two minutes? The corridor, corridor, like kind of one take fight yeah. sequence. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's short, but it's gorgeous. But I it would is. agree. The first big action sequence where I was like, "Oh, this is sick," was mm-hmm. in fact that gooey planet fight in the in the like main, I guess not hall room of this planet okay this was another moment did you think that you know with batista not wanting to be this character even for a split second did you think his character died in that moment oh i thought yeah i was like oh damn yeah. there it is i couldn't believe i thought that he was dead but yeah i would have been a that would have been a nice send-off i think for him i don't know if i really get much from him later in the movie yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, nothing like emotional, but yeah, nice, nice smile. Like I, I caught myself like smirking at some of his, his jokes or heartwarming moments with the kids. Yeah, that was about it. Um, why is Nathan Fillion in this, dude? I, that if you saw me on my <laughs> phone, I was trying to figure out his name. I just know him from the Nathan Drake short. Um, oh, what a, what a great cameo! I thought it was I thought it was fun to see him. It could have been played by anyone, but. I think having like a a B lister, oh, it's that guy in yeah. this role was was cool. Uh, the other thing I noted about this is this is kind of the only moment in the movie that all of the guardians are together, like working in one place. Obviously, besides Rocket, isn't it? Like, isn't this the only true like action sequence of them all together? The, cor- the corridor, yeah, the, the very end, yeah. Oh, are you referring? No, you were just talking about the like the goo planet. Yeah, the corridor happens in the third act, doesn't it? The hallway fight. Does it? Oh man, maybe I'm a little mixed up. 
My yeah. bad. No, but there there is like some awesome um teamwork fight. No, they're dude, they're split up. So on Bubble Planet, it's Quill with other Gamora. You're right. You're right. You're so right. I'm yeah. dumb. Yeah. All right. We'll we'll come back to hallway fight then. Okay. But so they, then they still then they are not working together yes, in this and, scene, right? And that was one of my issues with this movie. It's the last Guardians movie. Get these fuckers together, man. Like exactly. I get it. Like it 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 uh it delivers a huge payoff when they finally do like unite at the end, but fuck, man. Like we may never see this crew together. I wanted to see them like bonding and having like one big happy family hoorah to hand right. it off, you know? Yeah. Um and then there's one other notable thing about this uh like kind of planet sequence. This is the introduction to the Peter and like fake Gamora storyline. Uh what do you what do you think about this kind of like weird romance, not romance, hatred thing? Um I would have been really annoyed if they just made them fall back in love and yeah. everything went back to normal. I think this was the only course of action that felt proper, you know, mm-hmm. for me at least. I think this was the only way they could have handled Gamora Gamora as a character and Gamora and Quill's relationship together. I like that there was no true love interest for Quill in this movie. That's that's fair. Um, they did tease the, the Nebula love interest a little bit, but... I kind of dismissed it. Yeah, I'm sure that was just uh, a Disney joke with the Quill like doing the same googly eyes that Thor did to him in Love and Thunder. It's the same nonsense. Uh, But I I will say, I didn't see Love and Thunder. I will say you didn't miss much, which is so frustrating. That movie had all the potential in the world. If Watiti wasn't the director, it's probably top ten MCU if it's handled correctly. Yeah, oops. Yeah, it sucked. Um, but no, what were we talking about? Um, oh yeah, Quill and Gamora. So I'm totally on board with this. It was, I felt Pratt's, Pratt's chops, you know, he, he, he did pretty well in this movie and his spoiler, I mean, we're already on spoiler warning, I suppose, but his goodbye with Gamora, good moment. They, they did that right. There was no no kiss, no hug, just a couple lines of dialogue went on their way. I was a fan. Yeah, maybe. Uh, I I just, my only complaint about this is I think they spent a little too much time on it, maybe. Mm. Okay. Um, just another thing where I, I was feeling the runtime and I was like, I know that they're probably not going to get back together because why would they? This is the final film in the trilogy, you know? And... Yeah. I felt like they were kind of forcing this on me. Speaking of forced on you, it's pause, but the, <laughs> like, having Kraglin and Cosmo, I, I get that they need to keep cutting to them because they're there, but, mm-hmm. like, why? Like, I don't need to see these guys playing poker with Howard the Duck. Come on. Let's let's keep this rolling. I'm bored. But, dude, I'm isn't tired. it so funny? The dog wants to be called a good dog. Yeah. Oh, my God. Look, it's Howard the Duck. He, he's had a cameo in all three movies. Oh, my <laughs> God. Ugh, God. Whatever. All right. Yeah. What's next? Uh, so we're, we're past Bubble Planet. We're yeah. past their relationship. And now we're on Counter Earth. The weak point of the movie, except for the fight scene? Maybe. Um... Yeah, I I mean, they did the thing that every movie ever has done when two characters don't speak the same language, which is to have one just yell at the other very slowly, which I was like, dude, come on. What, what are we doing here? Yeah. What are we doing here? Um, I get I... the point of coming to counter Earth. I, I like revisiting Earth. It's important to the end of the movie, I suppose, mm-hmm. in a way, but yeah, this what made these movies special is that I'm not saying it's star Wars, but it always felt like a galaxy far, far away. And yeah, just doing earth with really ugly, distorted animal figures just didn't, didn't hit for me. Right. It's, this, it's this also kind cool. of convenient that all of these animals were wearing clothing that covered them head to toe besides, uh, <laughs> their face. So right. that it could probably be a quick makeup job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just felt cheap. Just felt cheap. That's all. Uh, I 
so this is, I think, a, a bad take, maybe. I don't know if I like the Drax and Mantis duo. Mm. I just have never really been compelled by those characters. I Okay, you know that I hate Bautista. Yeah. This is, this is a big moment for me. I think he was the no. highlight of the film. He was great, right? <laughs> he was really good. He was. He was. Um, Dude, they let him wear clothes for once, and he just, like, turned it on. Honestly, uh, I... I can't you're making, you're making me I'm, smile. You're making yeah, me smile. Yeah, I, I can't believe I'm on here saying this, but I actually enjoyed Dave Bautista's presence in this movie. But Mantis felt annoying to me most of the time. Like she was just kind of yelling at the other guardians for the majority of this movie. It felt like. Yeah, it, not even Mantis and even Nebula. I feel like the mm-hmm. guardians were just—they were so broken in this movie. There was a lot of yelling at each other I, yeah. and disconnection, which I wasn't a fan of. But Mantis in particular. I get what you're saying. I've always felt like she's an annoyance, at least for me. Yeah. But there were a lot of cool moments with her character and utilizing her powers in a way I didn't feel were utilized in other movies. Yeah. So props to Gunn on that front. Kind of a weird superhero character that he made cool, similar to his band of misfits in Suicide Squad. Yeah. I I, I can see that. Um, And then... Really, this kind of leads us into the big, like, climactic ending fight, right? It- well, before we jump to the, the big battle, I do yeah. want to mention, I thought one of those, like, fuck yeah, this is an awesome Guardians moment when it's mm-hmm. just Groot and Quill um, oh, yeah. up, up at the top of the, like, tower, and Groot's, like, prying all of the guns out. Yeah, out of his chest. I'm like, oh, this is awesome. And then like the rotating camera shot of them just like spam shooting all of the guards. Really cool moment. That was pretty cool. Um, not, uh, not as cool as that corridor scene that we talked about. That, not even close. That was really well done. Um, but how does this movie end? Big CGI fight, right? <laughs> oh come on. Yeah. And in what way? In every way. I don't know how it's not. I would, I listened to uh, Sean Fennessy's podcast on this movie as soon as it came out, and he is a notably mu- like huge Marvel fan. Uh, he loves the MCU. He loved this movie. And even he said, can we get one movie that doesn't end in a big CGI fight? Just one. And just try it out and see what happens, because this one does. Dude, what am I missing? So we have the quarter fight sequence, mm-hmm. and then the Guardians beat the shit out of the High Evolutionary. What am I missing? I don't know. No, you tell me. What, what big CGI battle am I missing? There's, like, the whole thing with the... I, I, I would consider the, like, rocket... Guardians kind of going in on the High Evolutionary with the ships falling apart and escaping all the animals and everything i would call that a big cgi kind of battle fight thing i guess i guess um but what i think the guardians movies does well is yes they have these big cgi moments in the third act but it's paired with simplistic finales against the villains in one you have the dance off and then the you said it yourself bitch where the guardians of the galaxy just awesome Mm -hmm. moment of them you know, working together, grabbing the Infinity Stone, not a big CGI noodle fight. In Guardians 2, you know, Peter Quill has a great character moment where to kill his father, he loses immortality. And he, yeah. you know, what's so wrong with that? And then we get mm-hmm. the Yondu death scene, you know. And then in 3, we get Rocket's revenge tour against the High Evolutionary. He, you know, pulls out the anti-gravity thing, proving that he's always been smarter than this idiot. And they yeah. kick the shit out of him, embarrass him, and they have that really gory, shockingly, you know, hard to look at moment with the guy's face, you know, clawed yeah. off. Yeah. I feel like that was this movie's non CGI cool third act moment. Yeah, maybe. But then in between those, we have flashes to this big nowhere kind of crashing into this giant pyramid ship and everybody's running and there's a dog there for no fucking reason and 
Yeah, I meant to ask you. I think it's important for Rocket's character, but how do you feel about the whole Noah's Ark kind of thing at the end of the movie where they're saving all the kids and then all the animals? Just leave the animals behind. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay, listen to me. Listen to me. Listen to me. Dude. I know this isn't a bad take. Dude. I know this isn't a bad take. Do you know how many people died in the movie Alien because they were looking for that damn cat? (laughs) What? A lot of people. A lot of people died looking for a cat in Alien. It's the same thing here. Well, except nobody dies because it's a Marvel movie. So, I don't know. Oh, and this come is actually on. this is actually the moment I was talking about that reminded me of the Last Jedi is Quills floating through space <laughs> it reminded me a lot of Leia. I, I, I had a fe- I had a feeling that was it, <laughs> but I wasn't sure. And um, he gets all oh no, his face is deformed, and then in the next shot, it's just magically better. <laughs> right, right. I mean, he's a little puffy, but he's he'll yeah. be okay. Yeah. Is it cheesier, Leia doing the like the force pull? back into the ship or is it cheesier that adam warlock you know gave quill his second chance like group gave his uh warlock i think it was so cheesy leia's felt like just more of a bad decision filmmaking wise um whereas this just felt cheesier to me i mentioned my episode nine rewrite when we were first doing this Mm -hmm. pod today in my episode eight rewrite, one of the really minute details I changed is that in, I'm standing up for this. Instead, or I'll just do this. Instead of doing the, you know, the force grab like this, mm-hmm. I wanted her to like do like an Iron Man like push <laughs> against gravity. I felt God. like the fans would have appreciated that a little bit more. Maybe that's, a, that's just me. I think Kylo has to kill his mom there. Um, but that's really the majority of this movie then is over and then we have the sequel set up right certainly i hope not but this is the moment i'm talking about this is what's so frustrating for me yeah do you agree yes so star lord basically disbands the guardians of the galaxy right uh he kind of breaks up the team everybody's going their separate ways Dave Bautista is starting his transition into his character at Knock in the Cabin instead of uh, <laughs> instead of Drax, and uh, <laughs> Rocket is promoted to the captain of this group, I guess. But we get this moment at the very end, and and I guess I'm fine with that. I think somebody should have died. Somebody should have died in this movie, right? Yes. There's no stakes ever in Marvel. And this is one where the majority of the actors don't want to come back. Like, Zoe Saldana straight up said, nah, I'm done. Dave Bautista, same thing. So why are we keeping them all alive? This like, this is exactly my problem, is that if if all these actors are so disinterested, they're ready to pack it up, mm-hmm. why not give them a proper send-off? Having it be, like, ambiguous and leave potential for a really shitty Disney Plus series, why don't we just have some really honorable, good death scenes, good sacrifice moments for these characters? It just doesn't make any sense. And if you don't want to do the killing them off, fine. I'm cool with that. Then don't do the cheesy setups. Just let them leave it up to the audience as to whether or not this crew comes back together. Having Quill, you know, disband the Guardians having Drax just become a dad and and letting Mantis walk away despite this connection that they've built. Yeah. You know, Nebula and Rocket dancing to Dog Days are over with the team, like with the entire <sighs> like community. It just that is not the send-off I wanted for these guys. It just this this wasn't it. It it was an a, you know, an eye-rolling moment for me. It took me out of what was an awesome third act in my opinion mm-hmm. and kind of a big part why I have an issue with this movie. Yeah. So that's the the real only other thing I wanted to talk about with this sequel setup is here is presumably the new Guardians of the Galaxy, right? So we have Rocket, completely CGI character. We have Groot, completely CGI character. We have the weird like fluffy dog thing that's definitely just there to sell toys, completely CGI character. We have Cosmo, 
the dog played by Maria Bakalova, completely CGI character. Uh, wait, no, that's got to be partly real, right? I don't think so. Oh, well, whatever. And then we have Craglin, who is only has a role in these movies because his brother is directing them, yep. right? Yep. And and don't forget about Gold Boy, Adam yeah, Warlock. Then, then we have Eyebrows and <laughs> this girl who was like a high evolutionary's pet, essentially, right? Her name's Phyla. I don't really understand her character at all. And then maybe Star-Lord, after the end credits scene, saying that he will return? Yeah, I, I don't know. Who's I, seeing that sequel? <laughs> that's my point, man. It just doesn't make sense. But you know, like, the way that they disbanded the Guardians, like, it, it was like a horror moment for me. Like, holy shit, are we about to get, like, a modern family sitcom? of peter quill back on earth are we about to get a six episode series of nebula being a motherly figure to these people on nowhere are we about to get a six episode you know second season of i am groot where him and rocket are together it's just oh it's just why like these three movies were like they were supposed to be self-contained like be Mm -hmm. be the pinnacle of this cinematic universe why turn it into a cash cow why milk it into something that it should have never become exactly disgusting disgusting so for you where does this rank among the guardians films okay i think that it's important for me to also highlight where the other two stand and i want to make it very clear one and two they are easily easily top five mcu right now right now guardians one is at my two spot mm-hmm. and i think volume two is at my five spot but i've ch- i've swapped them moved them around amongst the five for years they're both awesome yeah what- i don't i don't have a formal mcu ranking but i completely agree with you cool i love it yeah i mean they're great they, they stand out with that said when i was putting guardians 3 in my mcu rankings the only ones that i haven't seen are Eternals and the new Ant-Man, and I won't see either one. I'm sorry. I'm done with these. Dude, Eternals was so fucking bad. I can't believe, I can't believe you saw it. Yeah. Oops. Yeah, what are you going to do? Um, yeah. But no, with that said, Guardians 3, I have it at my 16 spot, right in the middle of the pack, right below the first Avengers, and right above Age of Ultron. Mm. It's just, Fair enough. Like, it was beautiful, well shot. Like, like it was technically awesome, but I just I have too many gripes with it that I can't have it any higher. Yeah. So that's where I'm at. Um, okay. What about you? I mean, I know you're not a big big MCU guy, but like, gun to your head, where are you putting three? Uh, definitely at the bottom of the Guardians movies. Um, I I really did enjoy the other two. I think I gave them both like a four out of five. This one is pretty bad. Like maybe a one. Whoa. Maybe a maybe a one and a half out of five. For Whoa. Me. Um. I just didn't really feel the magic in this one and I I have a question for you. Sure. Hit me. And I don't know if you're going to laugh. I'm laughing. Do you think this movie is hurt by Chris Pratt being Mario? <laughs> <laughs> Why? I kind of so when Chris Pratt's floating through space I kind of expected Drax to, like, make his hero sacrifice finally and just, like, jump in there and, like, I don't know, Peyton Manning him back (laughs) into the ship or something. And I was like, no, dude, not for Mario. Like, come on. (laughs) Dude, you're asking the wrong person. I was always the square that picked Mario in all the, like, the Olympic Games and Mario Kart. Oh, He has all average attributes. I can work with this. Yeah, dude, I was a loser. I mean, I still am, but... I'm a Koopa Troopa guy. Okay, okay. I love it. The only exception in Smash Bros, and this is probably a a horrible take. I suck at these games, but I'm either playing as Kirby or Sonic. Uh, I'm playing as Donkey Kong. Whoa, I haven't heard that one before. Monkey. (laughs) Monkey. (laughs) Okay, Um, before we we wrap this up, you brought up a good point about this one not being as magical as the other two. I just Mm -hmm. wanted to read my blast review for this movie please it's very brief please go see this movie on the biggest screen you can james gunn delivers the best looking mcu movie and maybe the best looking comic book movie of all time 
There were a lot of great moments in this movie. Unfortunately, for every great moment, I had two gripes. Mm -hmm. The first two Guardians movies are perfect in my eyes, but I can't say the same for this one. There's no other way to put it. It just it wasn't a special. That's all. I like I like that review. Um, I will say, best looking comic book movie is still The Amazing Spider-Man Two. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, like you can have arguments about the plot points or whatever. That movie is so beautiful visually gorgeous i think the only like i honestly think this one has become a contender but what about uh spider-verse does that count since it's not live action uh, i don't know it's it that is a really good one though the other one that comes to mind for me is obviously uh the batman is so beautifully shot um okay sneaky pick it's not the right pick but i'm gonna give it an honorable mention james wan's the aquaman I think is really <laughs> fucking beautiful. Maybe Aquaman too. <laughs> hey, we'll see. Um, all right. So last quick question then before we totally wrap up this pod is can this movie save the MCU? I want your answer first. The answer in short is no, it will not save the MCU, but I think there's hope, not a lot of it, but there is some hope. Now mm. we had a lot of issues with, the creative control and it may have hurt the movie in some spots like the pacing and maybe even like extending the wrong plot lines whatever it is but i will say this is i feel like you would even agree that this movie felt a lot more hands-off in terms of disney's side of things i felt that they were a little bit more hands-off than other mcu projects would you agree okay i would but quick caveat is they fired james gunn before this i don't know how much that influences how much control he gets that's fair (laughs) i guess i guess the point i'm trying to make though is this movie is going to make a lot of money a lot it's going to be very successful so the same reason that we were worried about bo is afraid and ruining the industry in in terms of creative control does this give MCU a little bit more flair? You know, is Disney going to, you know, kind of let people do their thing since, you know, phase four, they struggled. Maybe they do need to, you know, mix things up. This could be the segue to that. Potentially. I don't know if this movie doing well for them is good, though. Oh, let's hear it. So, first off, my answer to can this save the MCU is absolutely not. Um, <laughs> Duh. For obvious reasons, because there are still the Marvel trademarks around this with the plot and everything. Um, But this movie is undoubtedly going to do very well at the box office, like you said. But guess what? The one director who's found success that's not directing Spider-Man, the most popular comic book character of all time. The one director who's found success after Endgame is gone forever now. That's you. (laughs) Yeah, and he's... Hey... I'm totally okay with that. I've been waiting for DC to take the reins back. They um, will. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I I get your point. I think that where I'm coming from, though, is that there could be a new gun amongst us, someone with creative flair that's been held back by Mickey Mouse, yeah. and this is their time to shine while the MCU's kind of down on their luck. Well, speaking of down on their luck, I think that the final nail in the MCU's coffin came on the night of March 22nd. God, when was... Mr. Jonathan Majors was arrested. Oh, dude, I know. I'm so... Oh, man. Even if he's found not guilty, I still think they're fucked because they yep. fired people for way, way less. Absolutely. And he's become their next big, big bad that they set up for the next 10 years. Yeah, what I mean, are... how many movies is he in, like, already? He's in Loki. He's in Ant-Man and the Wasp, obviously. He's in... Uh... That's it right now. Oh really? Okay. It's just the two, but he's he's set up to be the big bad in a lot of projects coming forward. There isn't one Avengers going to be Kang Dynasty. Yeah, and then I think there's a follow up with him in it as well. But yeah, and even if like they go for the recast route, like who is going to be able to backpack an entire franchise like Majors? You know who I've seen? I've seen rumors of that... Boyega. Yeah, it won't happen because it's it Disney. Won't. It won't yep. happen. He won't come back. Yeah. I have faith that he won't. Um, 
I just that that's the worst beat for Marvel. That is not the person I would expect to screw them up. I can't believe that this entire franchise hinged on Robert Downey Jr. and it's only until now that a major actor is really fucked up. Right, dude. But... Um It's you know what? I don't know why we're stressing about this. You and I, I'm sure you I'm sure you thought it should have ended way before then, but this saga should have ended right after avengers endgame absolutely i don't care what happens now tough shit that it's like in flames right now yeah i just don't care anymore i'm numb i completely agree uh do you have anything else that you'd like to add on for as for as much as i complain about this movie please go see it in the theater please go see it in imax it was it was gorgeous, man. It was it was a fun watch. I'm just bitter. I'm a bitter MCU fan after years of slaving away for these these yeah. Disneyites. God, I don't know, man. Um, I feel like every time I go see a Marvel movie, I just am genuinely so disappointed, and my hopes are already like just bottom of the barrel low. Um. So I'm not I'm not sure that after Guardians are done I don't know if there's a single draw for me other than potentially a Spider-Man movie, but I don't I don't know if you can uh, convince me to go see any more of these. This was it, man. I same for me. Surprisingly, I'm all the projects I'm looking forward to are DC. Yeah, I'm I'm done. I'm I'm ready for new stuff. All right. Well. Thank you, everyone, for listening, and hopefully some of you agree, because clearly online we are in the vast minority of people who do not find this movie absolutely perfect. Um, (laughs) But whether you enjoyed this movie or not, uh, I hope you had a great time listening to this pod, because it's... It was it was fun to finally agree with Ty on on just one thing for very once. very rarely does this happen. <laughs> so the both of us have just been ear to ear smiling the last couple of days. Truly. Um, so yeah, uh, we'll catch you next week on the Blast Podcast, a show where we believe movies can be more than just movies. See ya. Catch you guys later.